Hi, welcome to the Axe Church UK weekly podcast. We hope you'll be inspired and blessed by today's message. Enjoy! So before we get into the Word of God, we read our Bibles. Let me give you the topic for today. It's called uh, Surprise by Jesus. Surprise by Jesus. Alright, so let's all turn to John chapter 4, verse 1 to 25. Uh, Toby will help flash up the verses on the screen, but if you all could turn to your Bibles as well, that would be really great. And if you are there, give me a shout, say Amen. <laughs> One person. <laughs> Anyone else? Cool. Let's all read together, amen? Therefore, when the Lord knew that the Pharisees had heard that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John, though Jesus himself did not baptize by his disciples, he left Judea and departed again to Galilee. But he needed to go through Samaria. So he came to the city of Samaria, which is called Sachar, probably pronouncing it wrong, but near the plot of ground that Jacob gave his son Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being wearied from his journey, sat thus by the well. It was about the sixth hour. A woman of Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. Then the woman of Samaria said to him, How is it you? How is it that you, being a Jew, ask a drink from me, a Samaritan woman? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God, and who is who says to you, Give me a drink, you have asked him, and he will have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. What do you, where then do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us that well and drank, it from, drank, it from, drank from it himself as well as his sons and his livestock? Jesus answered and said to her, Whoever drinks of this water will thirst again, but whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. Wow. Woman said to him, Sir, give me this water that I may not thirst, nor come here to draw. Jesus said to her, Go, call your husband and come here. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, You have well said, I have no husband, for you have had five husbands, and the one whom you now have is not your husband, in that you spoke truly. The woman said to him, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Our fathers worship on this mountain, and you Jews say that in Jerusalem is the place where one ought to worship. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you are neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We know what we worship for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour is coming and now is when true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and truth, for the Father is seeking such to worship Him. God is spirit, and those who worship Him must worship Him in spirit and truth. Then, then the woman said to him, I know that the Messiah is coming, who is called Christ. When He comes, He will tell us all names. I'm just going to continue reading on. Verse 26, it says, Jesus said to her, I, I, I who you speak to am He. At this point, the disciples came and they marveled and they spoke and then they marveled that he talked with a moment, yet no one said, What do you seek or why are you talking with her? The woman then left her water pot 
went away to the city and said to men, Come, see a man who told me all these things I ever did. Could this be the Christ? Then they went out of the city and came to him. Amen? Amen. Cool. So here we read about this story, right? About this story about Jesus encountering this Samaritan woman. You know, as I was, I was reading through this and I was meditating on this, how many of you feel, okay, go going to laugh, okay, how many of you feel like you can relate to this Samaritan woman? I knew I was going to get that answer. <laughs> okay, I'm not saying that any of you had five husbands or, you know, none of that. I, I don't relate to her that way. I only have one husband. <laughs> but anyway, I was reading, and I was reading it. And here it talks about the Samaritan woman going to the well to draw water. You know, it talks about her drinking, drawing water to drink. And water is a necessity. And, and I one thing when I thought about it was sometimes we are like that. You know, maybe we don't go to a well to draw water, but how many of us work because we need to earn money? How many of us study because we want a better future for ourselves? How many, what are the waters, the water well that we need to draw from in our lives? And that gives me that, you know, when I thought about it, maybe some of the waters in our lives, could it be the bills that we need to pay? You know, could it be that career promotion that we are chasing? Could it be that, um, that, pro that, that promotion at work that we need? Or even water is not just physical necessities. It's about maybe that recognition that you're chasing. And sometimes we chase after these things that we think that we need. And sometimes when I look at this Samaritan woman, I'm like, oh, actually, I can relate to it. And the other thing about this Samaritan woman, the other thing that I thought was, you know, here she was drawing water at, Bible says at the sixth hour, which is about 12 noon. Can you imagine being in London out on summer, drawing water? None of us would do it because it's so hot. And if you read through that historical context at that time, women didn't draw water at the hour of the day. They draw water in the early hours. You know, it's a time that they get together, not just draw water, but it's like, you know, uh, draw water, come together, draw water, have their little social chit-chat, catch up with each other. You know how like sometimes uh, if your parents send you to school, they drop you off, but then they happen to talk to the other moms there. How many of you had moms who do that, who drop you off? So privileged to have your mom drop you off at school. And I, that gave me that illustration. But here this woman, this, that Jesus was teaching here, that this Samaritan woman was at the well at 12 o'clock. What was she doing there? That she clearly was probably wanting to avoid the crowds. You know, and here it talks about maybe a woman who has accepted this I made my bed, maybe I messed up my life, but this is the cards that have been dealt with, and now I just live, I just have to deal with the consequences. And it talks about that sometimes, and we sometimes just accept. Maybe she's just accepted life as it is, and just have to work around it. And I wonder how many of us sometimes we look at our lives and we just think, well, it is what it is, and I'll just deal with it. <laughs> but here Jesus comes in, it's a beautiful picture of Jesus coming in and interrupting. You know, here she was maybe, or maybe some of you here, you feel like the woman, maybe she was just doing her daily routine and you feel like, yeah, I'm just doing the daily grind. <laughs> Tomorrow I know what it's going to be. I'm going to wake up, snooze for a bit, <laughs> wake up, go to work. And that, that, that daily grind continues on until a Friday. But here, the, maybe the woman was doing that and I believe that Jesus, God wants to speak to us today. And here you see that how Jesus came in and interrupted her. Jesus came in and spoke to her. And you see at the end of the story how, if you read on later on in the chapter, how she went on and declared to the village, I saw, I think I met the Messiah. I think I met the Messiah. And here it is, we want to talk about being surprised by Jesus. 
You know, I think when she woke up that morning, she probably didn't expect to meet with Jesus. And here today, I want to encourage you. I'm not sure what you came here for this morning. Maybe we had, like, again, like what Sam shared this morning at worship. Maybe you've been waiting to hear from God, and it's been quiet. But I want to say to you today, friends, that God wants to speak to you. God wants to meet with you this morning. And the first thing that I want to draw out from this story about Jesus is the offer of Jesus. No, I know we've been talking about this, and Pastor Dave has spoke about this before in the last couple of weeks. He talks about the love of Jesus, the love of God. And today, even as I was praying, I really felt that God wants to just begin to minister to us again. You know, maybe some of us, we hear this before. We know that God loves us. But, you know, sometimes we can get, we, we think we know it, but actually, do we really know it? You know, sometimes we want to graduate to the next level with God, but we forget to get the basis right. You know, as we were, we were worshipping just now, right, one of the things that God gave me illustration, you know when you were studying last time, you always go to the hardest topic first because you feel like, ah, oh, the easy ones, I think I can do it. I'll just skim through it, but when your results come out, the one question that you get wrong is that easy question. How <laughs> I many have you been there before? You're like, yeah. And sometimes we want that with God. We, we want, yes, God wants to give us the bigger things in life, but we forget even the basic elementary, the, faith, but the basic foundations. And God today wants to begin to remind us again how much He loves you. I'm not sure who it is today. I'll say it again. I feel God wants to minister to you. God, God loves you. God loves you so much that you can, more than you can ever imagine. And here, if you read the story, it shows how much I can talk about this whole sermon on how much God loves us. You know, if you read through a chapter, it says that Jesus had to go through Samaria. Samaria. If you read through the historical context, Jew the Jewish people and Samaria people, Samarian, Samaritan people did not get along. In fact, they hated each other. If you read through, because here it says that he had to go from Judea to Galilee. If you read through some Pharisees, some Jewish people, they didn't. So basically, Judea is here, Galilee here is Samaria is in the middle. But some people, if you read through historical context, there were Jewish people, the Pharisees, they will avoid Samaria altogether. They will go through a river and some kind of desert before they get, end up in Galilee. It takes them an extra three days. That's how much they dislike the people of Samaria, that they will take an extra journey of three days. Not three days of cars, car, okay, mind you. It's three days of walking in the desert, mind you. And here he sees that Jesus said that he needed to go through Samaria. I wonder, it wasn't just a, probably a shortcut, but that Jesus was there and he knew the woman was there. And if you read again in the passage, he said that Jesus was alone because he said the disciples went out to buy food. I caught thinking, 12 people, for 13, 12 people went out to buy food for 13 people. A bit disproportionate, right? It's like us having homes today, uh, my homes people. It's like all of us have five of us so far, but God will grow it. And I said, Grace, Grace is in my home. I said, Grace. I know I'm the only one left. And I said, Oh, you guys go and buy food for me, please. <laughs> and maybe that's what Jesus did. But I don't believe that it was accidental, but it was a setup by Jesus because he wanted to meet this woman. You know, this woman here was a woman. I know 21st century us is like, oh, well, you know, it's so outdated. But in that time, men didn't talk to women just like that. It was a different society at that time. You know, here and here Jesus demonstrated his love for this woman. And but I believe there's an overflow of his love and it's a reflection of his love for us. You know, how many of you feel that you are alone? How many of you, maybe like the woman in the well, maybe she felt like she's been forgotten? 
I, I believe that maybe she felt that way, but God came in that morning. God came in that afternoon. God set it up so that he could meet with her. God set it up so that she, he could have just sat there and chatted with her. I believe that God wants to interrupt us this morning, but we need to begin to begin. I pray that God will minister to you how much He loves you this morning. You know, what He did for her there was a reflection of what, a reflection or a foretelling of what Jesus was going to do for us and did for us. You know, Jesus not just went, needed to go through Samaria, Jesus went to the cross for us. You know, He didn't care who we were, whether we were, you know, we laugh, Gabby, shorter. He didn't care whether you're short, tall, background, what you did or what you didn't do, or how much, how rich you are or how poor you are. But God loves us so much. And I pray that God will minister to you and you will get that right in your spirits. Amen. And here he talk about that. And later on, if you read in verse chapter 10 or verse 13, it says this, Jesus says that if you knew who I was, I will give you living water. And verse 13, it goes on to say, whoever drinks of this water I shall give him will never thirst, but that water I shall give him will become a fountain of water springing up into eternal life. Wow, that's so powerful, isn't it? God's just not just giving you love, but he wants to give you water that just continues to spring alive and alive again. And I pray that God will begin, you begin to grasp this in your heart and in your spirit, how much God loves you and how much God wants to interrupt you today. And the thing is, the most beautiful thing is when I was, after I was reading scripture, right, he says, he told this woman in verse 13, here I am to give you living water. Jesus knew who she was. Jesus knew her history, her background, but he didn't even bring it up before he told her about the gift. Wow. If you read, only in verse 15, he said, oh, but I know about what you're doing now. But he didn't bring that up first. He brought up the gift. Can you imagine that? And I want to say to you, the woman may have come for the water, but God gave her more than she needed. The beautiful thing here is, God, she, the woman didn't even know that she was looking for Jesus, but yet Jesus came and gave her more than she needed. If you read at the end of the story. And I believe that even at all of us here, whatever seasons of life that you're in, whether you're so busy looking for that well, trying to draw out water to fill up our water pots, or whether it's through the daily grind of life, I believe that God has so much more in store for you. You know, here, you know, I was like talking to Pastor Dave. Um, we were talking and we were just saying, oh, how long have we been here? And we were laughing and I said, you know, when we first came, uh, before I came, before in Malaysia, I was working as a lawyer. And uh, my t at that time, I was just like, you know, you do you, you be a pastor. I'll work, I'll earn the money. <laughs> and my role is... Uh, I will support the church. I, will, my, my, I really thought, you know, that, um, God, my role is to earn lots of money so I can give lots to the church. But I think if I look back now, I'm probably being selfish because if I earn lots of money, I also can benefit from <laughs> But I really thought that. And when God called us, and I remember when God called us, maybe not directly, maybe he, it was an offer from Jesus. Cat Dave, will you come with us? Come with me. Will you take up, pack up your bags and head, head to London? It was an offer from God. Maybe it didn't come so, out, so obvious as a blessing, but God was offering us here. What is God offering you today? We learn about His love. Sometimes that offer comes through challenges. Maybe like Gabby shared, maybe we don't see it straight away. But what God is offering you today, God here was offering the woman living water. He is offering us living water this morning. But what else is He offering you this morning? You know, I was telling Pastor Dave when we went home over the sub, um, was a month ago, my gosh, a month ago, it just flew by. 
and um, because of personal circumstances, uh, we just had to visit. Um, uh, went to visit some. We went to the cemetery to visit from one of my relatives that passed away, and one of the one of the gravestones that we visited was my uncle who passed away quite a long time ago. Um, I didn't really know him that well. I think I was younger, uh, but he passed away of cancer. And I suddenly remembered, you know, when I was walking through there, I remember a story that my mom told me. Um, in his story, that after he passed on, they went through his Bibles, and in his, his uh, because he was going through leukemia, he had leukemia, so he, had, he was going through like I guess um, blood transfusion. And one of his, he wrote in his prayer book, um, "God, please give me clean blood." And I think one of his worries was that he will get blood that's contaminated for whatever reason. And when he passed on, there was questions like, "Oh, okay." But then my mom said, "Well, although you realize the beauty of it, <laughs> he was asking for just clean physical blood." but God gave him the blood of Christ. Wow. No, maybe he had passed on, but God gave him the blood of Christ. Yeah. No, sometimes we, that's why the scripture comes on and says God can give us more and imagine more than we can ever imagine. Yeah. And sometimes when we think of that, we just think our prayers just answered beyond and above. But God is a God that comes in and gives us and ministers to our every need. You know, it's not just about the physical that we are asking for, but God comes in and ministers and speaks to that very need that we have. And can I encourage you, that's the God that we serve. You know, we sang just now, your goodness is running after me. And that's the kind of God that we serve. So what God is, what is God offering you this morning? Amen? The second thing is this. After God offers you, there needs to be an encounter. You know how every, you no, know, even if you watch very basic example, if someone proposes, there must be a yes, right? It cannot be just an offer. There must be an accept. Okay, I'm, okay, I'm going back to law. I said I won't do it. Okay, in law, we learn in to be a contract, there must be an offer and acceptance. Um, but yes, there must be an acceptance. And that brings me to the second point, which is an encounter with Jesus. Here, the Samaritan woman had not, wasn't just wasn't just this story didn't talk about the love. It was about the love of Jesus, but she was transformed because of her encounter with Jesus. Know how many of us here, we know the love of God, but how many of us are encountering Him or engaging with Him? Here, when the woman here, when Jesus said, yeah, you, you have five husbands and the one that you're living with is not yours. I was thinking about it, right? If it was me, I would have walked off. <laughs> or I would have denied it. How many of you think that? You know, when someone tells me that I'm wrong, my first reaction is like, I start being very defensive. How <laughs> many of you like, I mean, sorry. I would be like that. I'll be like, how dare you? You don't know about me. La, la. But there must be something about God's love that drew her in to continue. But she didn't deny it. Maybe she engaged with theological discussions with Jesus. But yet she continued on engaging with Jesus. Here are we engaging with Jesus. You know, are we talking to Jesus? You know, I love it when Gabby shared... I had this amazing opportunity in LA. How many of you want to go to LA? Yeah. I would. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> but how many of you would really pray about it? I love when Gabby shared, I prayed about it. Wow. You know, LA is like, wow, the land of dreams, right? Sunny. <laughs> what else? Disneyland. <laughs> Korean town. How many of you would pray about it? Or sometimes we say we pray about it. Do we really pray about it? And I believe that God wants us to continue to engage with Him. Here, the woman here was searching. She was searching for maybe something more. And God sometimes puts something within us that He calls us out to. Maybe she was searching in some... I don't know what she was searching for. But God... But, 
but she began to engage with Jesus. She began to have an encounter with Jesus. And even as she talked to Jesus, Jesus spoke to her. And it was the words of Jesus that began to speak to her heart. You know, how many of you are, are, we, are we like that? Or sometimes do we go around talking to our friends, searching for everything but going to God's ark? No, um, I, I, I shared about this. Uh, uh, and it was a very powerful lesson I learned. Uh, as a reason, one of the reasons we went home was uh, my grandmother passed away about two months ago. It was a very Sunday just like this. We were getting ready to go to church. Uh, I was like, oh, okay. And then suddenly my mom texted me and said, oh, sorry, your grandma passed away. And I was like, okay. Then Pastor Dave had to go, right? Because he was preaching. Then he said, then I said, okay. He's like, you just stay at home and you just worship. And I remember like, okay, I'll do that. Cry a bit. Sorry if I'm crying now. <laughs> Cry a bit. And then after that, I was like, hmm. I couldn't stay at home. <laughs> And then I started devising all things to get home, to get to Malaysia. I didn't go to God. I didn't want to go to God. Because I, I had a lot of questions, right? And I like, oh, I talked to my brother. Okay, what does Malaysia need before I can enter? I was being very loyal. I tried to take control of that situation. Then I said, okay, done. Figure out what to do. Then I said, okay, I need PCR test. Got myself very efficient. Went to King's Cross, got PCR test. I was very efficient, no? I was very proud of myself there. <laughs> and then I came back. I sat down there again. And I'm like, hmm, what should I do next? I've done everything I can possibly do in my mind to take control of that situation. But how many of you are like that? Sometimes we try to search around, we try to talk to people, we try to control that situation, but we never engage with God. And I was sitting down there and I felt the Holy Spirit whisper to me, I think you should go to church. I'm like, huh, God, go to church? Uh, but I'm the pastor. When I go, then I have to be strong and I cannot be crying. And people will look at me and I, sometimes people expect you to minister. And like, God, I don't have it within me. And God say, just go. Then I'm like, but God, I don't want. And I look so horrible then, right? <laughs> I remember dressing up, putting on jeans, some, yeah, some, whatever I put on. <laughs> didn't look very good. <laughs> And I, got, I felt God say, go. You wanted my presence, right? You want me, right? Go. I came, and I, I believe that it was something so powerful. Beth was preaching that day. To be honest, I don't remember exactly what she preached. But I was here, I heard it, I heard it after. But I remember as I came, it was the presence of God that ministered to me. It was me having the encounter with Jesus that changed my life. It, it was me uh, being with God that reminded me of His promises and gave me that peace to go on, that peace to, it's okay, cat, it's okay, and that promises that came through it. And how many of us have that kind of encounter with Jesus? You know, I believe there's so much power when we come together to worship corporately. But how many of us truly engage with Jesus today? You know, when we sang just now, how many of us truly like, God, I, I need you. I don't understand it, but I need you. And this woman here, there was engaging with Jesus. There was an exchange. No matter how difficult the issues were, there was an exchange. You know, and I believe, I was going back to my story, I was telling Pastor Dave when I came, I had this beautiful ambitions of working in a big law firm. And I thought, I thought, right, in my head, I did not consult God. It was all in my head. I said, God, I gave up everything, so now it's your turn to bless me. And, <laughs> and then I did not consult God, but I thought it was God's blessing. Uh, I remember like uh, within one, two weeks, I got a very good interview, didn't get it. And I'm like, okay, fine. But then I, as I went on, rejections after rejections, right? And I remember God asking me, 
you sure this is what you want, I want from you? I'm like, but God, I gave up everything, right? But then God asked me, do you even speak to me about it? I'm like, okay, point taken. But God, you know, right? I gave you everything. God, you know, right? And God began to minister to me and said, not, not now, not for this timing. And there was an exchange. Difficult as it was, it was an exchange. And God, I remember Pastor, they were so angry at him. You know, after that, he, after he told me, maybe God wants you to focus on building his church right now. I was like, huh? <laughs> I'm like, you're the pastor. I'm like supposed to be the one earning money <laughs> so I can give to you, God. And that was what I thought because I didn't engage. I didn't talk with God. I just assumed. How many of us are just assuming that's what God wants from us because we didn't even have that engage, engage, that, that encounter with Jesus. And I believe that God wants to come in whatever situation you are in today because He loves you so much. He wants to come in today and just minister. He wants to come in today and speak to you. But are we speaking back to Him? You know, we said just now, we say, draw, God, draw me close to you. But you know, in the Bible it says, draw close to Him and He will draw near to you. Are we drawing near to Him? Is this question. And the last bit is, even after the encounter, there must be a response. You know, if you read through the parables, after, in verse, in verse 28, it says this, the woman left her water pots and ran with her to the city. You know, maybe sometimes we are so busy chasing after our water pots. We're chasing after our dreams. But here, Jesus, the woman, after she encountered with Jesus, she forgot what was important, what she thought was important. And she ran back to the city because of her encounter with Jesus. Last week, we learned about what Pastor Dave said, do not worry, right? And then one of the ways we said that prioritize, seek first the kingdom of God. How many of you, to be honest, you find it difficult to do? It's okay, one, two hands. <laughs> and then we're like, oh, I know I need to do it. I know I need to do it, but I, I don't know how to do it sometimes, if you're honest about it. But are we serving, is it because we haven't had that, we understand first of all the love of God, or was there an encounter, or are we just doing it because we have to go back to number two again, have the encounter again, and that's when we get the ability, that's when we get the capacity, that's when we get the love to do the things of God. The woman here left her water pots, and she ran and told the city, hey, I think I found the Messiah. I think, is this him? Is this him? And here, I, believe, I love it so much because Jesus transformed this woman who was also, you know, probably isolated, probably mocked at and laughed at. But yet, the Jesus took away that shame because of that one encounter with Jesus. She ran and ran and said, I think I found the Messiah. And there was something about her encounter that people looked at her and believed in it. Because later on, you go on and read the message. Jesus stayed in that city for two more days to minister to the people. And the villagers, all the different people came to know the Lord. Wow, God's such amazing, transforming power, isn't it? And here, there must be a response. And sometimes we struggle to do the things of God. We struggle to seek first His kingdom. Is it because we haven't had that encounter with Him in such a long time? Is it because we, didn't, we haven't engaged with Him in a long time? We're just going through that religious duty. And you see, the thing is, God gives us so much more than we can ever imagine. I, I fast forward now and I got, yeah, thank you, know, thank you, Jesus, I got my job. But do you know that I, I'm not naturally the most confident? Um, I hate doing public speaking, to be honest. But 
uh, or I don't like doing networking because it's not my thing. Because uh, it's all these different things that life has thrown. But when I go to work, I can do it because of what I have sowed into the kingdom of God. And God began to teach me, it's not about just your job. You know, sometimes we think about it's just your job. It's about earning that money. But because I came here, I see his kingdom. I see, you know, I see lives change. I have that, me and Pastor Dave have that privilege of ministering and being part of his church that ministers and reaches out and shares about his gospel. And that's so much more fulfilling. You see, I thought I needed something, but God came out of a response. God came and gave me so much more than I could have ever imagined. And I believe that God wants to do the same for you this morning. Whatever situation you're in, you know, why don't you just stand and worship, just stand with me? How many of you feel like you're just stuck? Or how many of you feel like you're just in a grind? I believe that God wants to be able to, like, how the Samaritan woman was transformed from who she was to being able to proclaim about, I think I found the Messiah. And here I will just end this with this, right? In going back to verse 13, it says this, I will give him fountain of water springing into everlasting life. You know, when you talk about spring, the first thing that comes to my mind is hot springs, right? And it talks about how many of you want to stay in? Still, you know, hot springs, people come and go. It talks about a freshness. It talks about water that's continuously flowing. None of you want to stay in still water. If it's a, if it's a very disgusting puddle, you, like, whatever, you'll be like, oh, gross. But here we can keep coming back to God again because there is this puddle, there's a spring that continues flowing. And God doesn't just end. Sometimes we think, God, that's my salvation. I got my breakthrough. And we think that's it. But God comes back again, one full circle. And there's a spring. God says that I will give you, I'll give you living water that's like spring that continues to bubble, that continues to give you everlasting life. Everlasting life is not, it's just it's salvation. But God wants us to have the best life that you have here on, on earth as well. So it goes back one full circle. We go back to understanding His promises we go back again to encountering Jesus. We go back again to see how He can transform us and give us more than what we think we need. You know, even as, and that's God's promises for you and I pray that even whatever you're going through, you will begin to allow Jesus to interrupt you. Amen. And even as I was praying this morning, I really feel that God wants to minister. God wants us to begin to have an encounter. All of us here, whether you know Him, maybe if you don't know Him, maybe it's time to, God saying that, I offer you my love, I offer you my, I offer, I'm offering you a relationship with me. Maybe some of us here, we need to respond to that. But some of us here, maybe you've been coming, you've been honest, maybe every Sunday is just a routine. I'm just going through the emotions, finish that three songs, Sam, quickly finish it so I can go for lunch later. But God wants to come and interrupt us this morning. God wants to come and surprise us this morning. God wants to come and shower us with His presence this morning. And if that's you today, why don't you begin to worship God even as we spend a time of worship? Maybe you feel like, oh, God, I've been so far away from you. I feel bad to come back to you. But then we go back to the first point. We remember again the offer of Jesus, His love for us. No, even as we worship, 
you know, why don't you begin to reach out to God? At the same time, I want to open up this place in the front. And you feel like you need prayer, or maybe you feel you've been far away, or maybe you feel, God, I just need you to come through. I just need you to minister to me. You know, I really sense that God wants to do that this morning. Or maybe that's you and you're just hungry for God. And it's a sign you come up and surrender again your life to Jesus. We surrender it to Him, the one that loves us so much. Amen. Why don't you do that? We worship team even as we sing and worship. And why don't we begin to, like the woman in the well, come back to that place and have that encounter with Him again. Amen. If you've been touched by today's message and would like to invite Jesus into your life, why don't you join me in saying this prayer? Lord Jesus, thank you for paying the ultimate price for my sins by dying on the cross for me. I receive your love and forgiveness and eternal life by faith. Come into my heart and life and be my Lord and my Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope that you've been blessed by today's message. For more information about Acts, you can check out www.axchurch.uk. God bless.